Welcome to the Sales Tips for Pros podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. In this CPSA podcast episode, we hear from Kelly Roach about the how and the why of becoming an entrepreneurial-minded sales superstar. Kelly Roach is founder of Kelly Roach Consulting, a rapid growth coaching and consulting company for business owners, entrepreneurs, and executive leaders. Kelly helps entrepreneurs around the world to add six and seven figures to their bottom lines. After personally producing more than 30 million in sales in record time, Kelly charged to the top of the global Fortune 500 firm, netting seven promotions in just eight years. Kelly has taken her unique experience in building the corporate world to building the entrepreneurial world. She has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs in seven countries achieve their biggest goals. And today we're going to investigate the idea of stepping out of the shadows and the mechanics of becoming that successful sales focus pro. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So beyond my reintroduction there, I'd, I'd love it if you could add to what I've just there by introducing yourself a bit more and telling us a bit about your career history and why you created Kelly Roach International. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for the intro. Uh, appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, I, I have the great fortune and opportunity to uh, coach, develop and train entrepreneurs around the world every single day. And, and that is certainly the passion of my life, helping people to achieve financial freedom through their own businesses. So I, I love what I get the opportunity to do each day. And, you know, I, I think that for me, I have a four and a half year old daughter, I'm married, I have a dog at home. And, you know, my family is really my number one priority. And I tend to attract other individuals um, that, you know, want to also make their family a priority. They want to make great money. They want to do something that they love, but they also want to have the flexibility and the time freedom to be able to have a life outside of work. And that was the case for myself when I started my business as well. I mean, obviously, you already shared a little bit of my sales history, but, you know, I was a top producing salesperson for, you know, about a decade before I started my own business. And, I knew what my kind of capability and potential was and that I, you know, obviously wasn't really being compensated, you know, in line with that, but also I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't building something where I could make a really big impact in the world. And so that was a big piece of what I wanted to do. But I also wanted to really touch entrepreneurs in a way that I felt like they weren't getting supported. And that was really bringing the strategic corporate sales background and mentality to the small business world where many times that's lacking. And so that is also a big part of my mission and my work. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Now let's, uh, let's get into some of the, uh, the details of how you help folk then. So firstly, can you, can you share some of the, the barriers that you see in terms of uh, obstacles to productivity that sales focused leaders and entrepreneurs often fail to overcome and, and give us some reasons why that can happen? 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, most people that get into uh, small business, entrepreneurship, you know, leadership positions, owning their own business, didn't necessarily have a background in sales before doing that. And they didn't necessarily have a leadership background before doing that. So here you are kind of dropped in the middle of of the jungle. And now you need to be a leader because certainly you can't do everything yourself and run a functioning company. And you also need to be the best and many times the only salesperson when you're first starting your company. And many people that get into entrepreneurship didn't have that background either. So First and foremost, it's like learning a new language, right? You have to learn the language of becoming uh, an entrepreneur and an entrepreneurial leader and a salesperson. And for a lot of people, that's a really big leap to make. You know, the mentality when most people start their small business is, you know, I have this thing, I'm super passionate about doing it, and I don't want to work for someone else anymore, so I'm going to start my own thing, right? Um, but they don't realize the hundreds of other things that go into a successfully run business. So I would say the biggest pitfalls right out of the gate are learning sales and learning leadership, learning how to delegate, learning the true difference between being busy and being productive and what the essential things that you need to do versus, you know, the things that just keep you busy but aren't going to really move the business forward are, you know, those are some of the big things I see every single day. Now, at a high level, can you can you share the, your five key breakthroughs that you suggest will grow sales by up to 10 times? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say first and foremost, it's a sales for marketing, right? So you have to be attracting new leads into your business every single day. That's number one. Number two, you have to have a sales conversion system, right? So it's great that you get visibility and traffic to your business, but if you don't have a great sales conversion system, then, you know, you're, you're going to struggle pretty immensely, right? So number one, you have to have a sales system. You know, you need to have a marketing system to attract people. Number two, you got to know what to do with the people when you get them there, right? So you got to be able to close them. So you've attracted them, you've closed them, now you got to keep them. So that means you have to have an ecosystem, a continuum of your products and services so that you extend and increase the lifetime value of the sales that you're making. So you, you attracted the leads, now you converted them, now let's work on keeping them. So a continuum of services and an extraordinary customer journey so that you retain those people because it's seven times more expensive to close a new client or to generate a new lead than it is to close an existing one, right? So, you know, those are, those are the three big ones. Then, of course, a people plan and a process for creating systems, leverage, and scale in the business, right? So systems, leverage, and scale through people, people plan so that you have that, that team, right? So you have new leads coming in with visibility. You have a sales conversion system so that you can turn leads into paying customers. You have a system for customer retention and progression, right, so that you're retaining them. You have a people plan so that you have um, the ability to keep growing and scaling your business, right? And then you need those operational systems, that infrastructure that's going to bring it all together and make your business run like a well-oiled machine. And, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're starting today. If you just look at your business and say, which of these things do I have in place? Which of these do I not? You might have four out of five. You might have zero out of five. But any effort that you put into any of these five is going to have a material impact on your ability to grow, on your ability to 
keep acquiring more customers without having to work more hours, you know, so to whatever degree, you know, to whatever degree you can get started, it's going to make a huge difference. This is why I love doing these shows, ladies and gentlemen, I get educated every time. Thank you very much. Uh, You you alluded to it a little bit earlier in your second answer, but I want to delve a bit deeper now. And uh, that's around uh, prioritization and increasing productivity. Just because you spend 10 hours doing something doesn't mean that um, it couldn't have been better spent uh, in a different way and getting done maybe in an hour. So how, how can sales focus pros get more done in less time? Well, I mean, I think the starting point is really making the distinction between what is productive and what is, you know, profitable and what is just busy, right? Because I I think that most entrepreneurs spend the vast majority of their time on things that are not truly profit producing. So the, the easiest way that I like to describe it is if you had a piece of paper in front of you and you put on one side, you know, busy and put on the other side, you know, productive, you know, the, the only things that would really go on the side of being productive are things that are going to directly correlate and connect with your bank account, right? So it's going to be, you know, generating a new lead, closing a new client, um, you know, adding a new team member, coaching a new team member so that they can help you add more clients, close more clients, right? So there's only a limited number of things in your business that directly correlate with moving the dollars and cents. And it's really knowing what those things are and allocating as much of your time and energy and focus to those things as humanly possible and shifting away from the things that, you know, don't. And, and for the vast majority of business owners, time is their number one complaint. They feel like they never have enough of it. Um, they can't get everything done. They're so overwhelmed. But that's because they're doing so many things that have no bottom line impact that they could get rid of completely and they would lose absolutely nothing. And I'm I'm so glad there that you mentioned in your answer that it's not just those uh, those KPIs and, and those outcomes related directly to, to making money. It, it's also things like uh, the, the time spent and the outcomes associated with training other members of the team. I completely agree with that because that's the bigger picture. That's how ultimately yeah. the company as a whole makes more money, right? Yes. Yes. Spending... Even spending time on getting your systems established in your business, which to many people, things like that doesn't seem like that is um, a true bottom line productive thing. It absolutely is because the better and more refined your systems are, the faster you're going to grow, right? So that does have a connection with your bottom line because, you know, those things are going to be what allow you to, you know, reallocate and refocus on the things that are going to make you money versus going through every week is like Groundhog Day. You're going through and manually doing these things over and over again because you've you've just created kind of a, a, a mess for yourself that you're weeding your way through over and over again. Now, I'm going to preface my next question, Kelly, by making the bold statement that I believe, unless you're uh, a researcher in a lab somewhere, that pretty much everybody sells. That, that's, that's my belief. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you think that salespeople make for more successful entrepreneurs, those people then willing to go out there and sell themselves, sell their brands? And, and if so, what are some of the character traits are typically associated with that move from a sales career? And sales is lots of things. It can be business development. It can be customer service. It can be marketing to an extent uh, to leading an organization's growth strategy. 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, sales is definitely one of the most important aspects of building a successful business. So I would say, yes, you know, someone that uh, is confident and um, well-versed in, in sales is going to have a greater chance of success. And that doesn't need to be, you know, sales even in the traditional sense. As you said, I, I agree with you that sales is really a part of everything. But I think the key thing there is that, you know, it's really the confidence and the courage and, and the willingness to be bold and be brave in going out there and, and asking for what you want, you know, asking people to pull out their credit card and invest in you and having the, the courage and the confidence to rep your, represent your brand um, in a way that is worthy of, of you. And I think a lot of people really shy away from that. And it's obviously one of the biggest reasons why entrepreneurs struggle is they, they really struggle to uh, communicate effectively on behalf of their own company. So I do believe that having good salesmanship is a huge essential for entrepreneurial success. And it's not that if you're not already doing sales, you can't be successful, but you have to at least be willing to embrace it is what I would say. Okay. So uh, to, uh, to summarize your wee bit there, be bold, in, in, embrace the challenges. But um, what are some of those other fears that salespeople have at the very beginning when they're, when they're thinking about making the leap from being an entrepreneur within a company to, to being an entrepreneur and, and, and leading a, a business uh, and going it alone? What, what are some of those big fears that you've seen? Yeah, well, I mean, I think for anyone making that leap is huge, right? Because you have to learn the 8,500 other things that go into running a business that you don't know. But luckily for all of us, there are so many coaches and tools and resources and podcasts and videos and audios. I mean, we, there aren't enough resources for you to possibly take in that are out there to help you learn you know, what you don't know. So, I mean, I think obviously that's, that's hugely overwhelming. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, obviously making the leap from having income and benefits and all of that to being out on their own can be scary. But I always tell people there's nothing wrong with starting off on the side. You know, start a side business, dabble at night, see if it's something that you truly love, see if you feel like you really have the tenacity to, you know, commit yourself to this full time and give yourself completely to this, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think with that, um, you know, if, if you start on the side, you really get a taste of, you know, the expenses and the investments that you'll need to make and the sales cycle and, you know, get through a lot of that beginning learning curve that's so difficult. And you don't feel the pressure, the weight of the world on your shoulders, you know, that you might have if, if you just, you know, cut off all other, you know, streams of income while you build. Because in order to build a successful business, the first year or two, you're going to have to put most of that revenue back in the business to even get it off the ground effectively. And I guess I guess we should also um, give give credit to the passion. If 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 you take that sensible approach, and, and that was my background as well before I started my business, Kelly. It was I, I was doing things on the side, and then it kind of led to something. And, I was, yeah. and I, for, for me, I felt yeah, I do still love this, even though I'm having to also do the accounting that goes along mm -hmm. with it, and all those other um, roles that perhaps sales focused people find more mundane. So I, I think that passion side of things is is very important as well. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you have to do something that you're passionate about enough to 
be able to push through all of the hurdles and all that comes with those first couple years before you get to the other side of the rainbow and you really start um, seeing the result and, and the success that comes from that. And that's why it's so important, especially with that first business, for it to be something that you're wildly passionate about so that you're going to commit on a level that is actually going to put you in the game, you know, to be able to be successful, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm now personally, I, I come from uh, the SMB world. Uh, you, you come from uh, larger companies, I believe, and uh, you've been terribly successful at those. That, that must breed a heck of a lot of confidence when you do make that decision to make that leap, that you've done it at, at, the, at the highest level with the biggest companies and, and then to take that and translate that into your own business. Is, is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's been a huge part of my success. And, you know, I think everyone should use their past experience as um, a, a means and a stepping stone to their, to their future success. Because, you know, for me, it just so happened that it directly correlated. For some other people, it won't directly correlate. But that doesn't mean that there isn't something in what you did that is preparing you for what you're about to do. I mean, for me, obviously, the fact that I was doing sales, I was doing leadership, I was teaching and training and coaching people, and that was my job. You know, I, I was very lucky that I got pretty much the best training in the world to go out and do what I'm doing today. But it's, it's, that is not like make or break to your success as an entrepreneur. It's a great advantage if you have it, um, but it's okay, you know, if you don't. Now, I've, I've interviewed people in the past and we've, we've debated the merits of um, allowing your salespeople to develop their own personal brands while they're still at your company, while they're still getting all that, that wonderful training that you just mentioned a moment ago. Now, you're a super successful influencer, bestseller, um, you're a podcast host. In, in terms of developing one's personal brand, where, where, where do you stand, whether that's uh, in a company or as an entrepreneur? What, what are some of the top tips for those salespeople listening today who, who want to build their personal brands? Can they start that uh, while they're still at a particular company and then and then extend upon that later? Or um, is it better perhaps to hide behind a corporate brand before you make the leap? What, what, what's your take? Well, I mean, obviously, the sooner that you start building your personal brand, the easier it's going to be, you know, down the line. Um, you know, to make that transition if that's what your plan is. And, you know, there's certainly many things that you can do every single day as a salesperson um, that sets you up to be able to do any number of things in the future. But I think just taking your career seriously and, you know, trying to add value for your clients in whatever way you can and, and starting to build up, you know, your use of social media and the way that you interact in the market and all of that. Um, you know, content is the number one way that people are buying now, right? And, and people are buying online now. So if you think about that and you make that correlation, any person can be building a personal brand and using that, you know, as an asset in the future. We are coming towards the end of this interview already. Just a couple of last questions for you, Kelly. Uh, now, this one is just to indulge me, really. Uh, as a fellow podcaster, I'd, I'd love for you to share a few examples of guests that you've interviewed in the past who've really stood out as, as experts in the sales space. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I've interviewed so many amazing people. I mean, so Gerard um, Adams, you know, he's definitely, you know, one of my favorite people. He built Elite Daily and sold it for $50 million before he was 30 years old. Um, and now he's out there, you know, building his personal brand and doing a lot of work in the leadership space. And we're actually partnering on some things coming up. Um, and, you know, I think, what I value most about Gerard is, you know, his sales personality and his sales style um, is is so just being a genuinely caring human and being so highly energized and interactive that he's the kind of person that, you know, I am quite sure that when people are buying from him, they don't even feel like they're buying. You know what I mean? Um, and I think the best salespeople, it's just a conversation that they make you feel great. You feel totally invested. Um, um, in that moment with that person and, and because you get so much value from interacting with them, you just want to buy from them. So Gerard's definitely a personal favorite of mine. Um, you know, Tony Horton came on the show. You guys all know Tony Horton from the Beachbody and P90X and, you know, all that. He's all over TV and all that, um, you know, and I think the the commonality, you know, across all of the really high level mega successful entrepreneurs that I've interviewed is just discipline. You know, they all have different personality styles. They all have different sales styles. But I think it's the discipline of the perseverance of doing the work no matter what, even when you don't feel like you're getting the results, even when you're not seeing the instant gratification or the immediate success. And, and that's the biggest thing that I think salespeople have to keep in mind every single day. And one last thing that I'd love for our sales folk who are listening to this to keep in mind is how on earth they can connect with you and how, how they can learn more about Kelly Roach International. Yeah, definitely. Well, of course, my show is called Unstoppable Success Radio, and it's a, a podcast. We release three episodes a week and all different episodes about social selling and selling in general and leadership and productivity growing your business more quickly. So I would say definitely check that out. And of course, my home on the web is kellyroachcoaching.com. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Kelly Roach, thank you very much for being a guest on this CPSA podcast episode. Thank you so much for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy selling. Thank you for listening to the Sales Tips for Pros show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.